What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the New Japan Takeover, where I am your host, Y2 Garcia, and joined with me again is my lovely potato from Ireland, the only JY fan I will ever tolerate. Welcome back, Daniel. Happy Bullet Club Day. Yes. No, don't, don't. You already have the freaking poster in the back. Can't believe you trolled me with that. But yeah, happy Bullet Club Day, Daniel. Today, as of the as of when it's being uploaded, it is Bullet Club Day. It is May 3rd, where nine years ago, on this day, one of the greatest wrestling factions of all time came about thanks to Prince David, which Daniel sounds like, so it's perfect. <laughs> That's like having him on. Just audio listeners. Exactly. I am Prince Devin. There you go. Like, I should have just said, oh, yeah, join with me is Finn Balor. What a special yeah. guest. Prince and then I just, and then you ask me questions about his life, and I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I know, right? Just like, look, Googles it really quick. Yeah. Hang on, just, just. <laughs> I know, yeah. man. One second. Then. Yeah. And I go off for like, I don't come back for about an hour. I'm just still. Yeah. So this was actually a last minute plan um for those of you watching um daniel gave me the idea that we should do something for bullet club day and i kind of was like you know i wasn't against it it was more so the time because it's my finals week and i'm squeezing this in I'm, i was able to squeeze it in because i really wanted to do it and i knew i had time to film and i could just edit tonight as of the day we're filming to upload it in time for bullet club day and i just couldn't resist you know i love bullet club despite the current leadership it's going with right now um but you know it's it's you know part of wrestling that i you know was in, involved with like you know as far as my me watching wrestling for a long time you know i didn't i wasn't watching when it first came about i, I watched the year after but still like it's been a big part of my life and it's where a lot of my favorite wrestlers you know were in they were in that group so we're just going to, you know, reminisce about the good old days of Bullet Club. We're going to talk about what's going on currently because as of recording, Wrestling Dontaku just happened and so much Bullet Club crap has gone on. It, no, it's not crap, but I'm just saying like a lot happened during that event alone. So we're just going to talk about it and then we have some questions um, that people sent in from Instagram that we can answer about Bullet Club. So yeah, we'll just get right into it. Daniel, any of any favorite memories of Bullet Club, like from the past, you know? Before that, I started watching in New Japan as a whole in January 2018. So I missed the first two kind of eras, if you want to say, the Deva era and the AJ era. But of course, I went back and watched and think so from that kind of point of view i guess when they all when almost all of them had the titles in 2014 under aj he was the heavyweight the books were the junior tag Carlos and emerson were the heavyweight tag and kenny was the junior heavyweight like that image of them were all all the gold it was just it was a perfect kind of representation Despite, you know, we've talked about how Kenny just did not nothing against Kenny. I love Kenny. Don't get me wrong. You know this, but you know, mm -hmm. I have it. You're watching. I have three Kennys right here, but um, that belt on Kenny just looked, it just didn't look right. Cause the junior heavyweight title is so little and Kenny is not little. He's, you know, he has a broader build. He's bigger. He's taller. He is not junior heavyweight material, but Hey, if it gets, I know he was like new when he wanted, he was a newbie. He was like the newest member of Bullet Club. So, you know, obviously, I guess you got to start somewhere. I mean, but again, it's just, I've never liked how the belt looked on Kenny because, you know, it was just way too small. On him, like on someone like Ishimori or... Even like Hiromu Takahashi, you know, like smaller yeah, build. Yeah, it looks better. But with Kenny at that time, because he was like, he was a lot kind of bigger in size. He back still then. is like yeah it's but built. even back then you could just tell and it just it looked like a toy belt over exactly it looked like one of those replica ones that you get at the mm -hmm. store because again it just just his like you know his shoulders his 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 waist like they're just a bigger build it's nothing mm -hmm. about like him like it's nothing against kenny personally okay like i love you kenny don't take it personal if you ever come around this but yeah oh, that is true though that is something that like i think that was definitely when bullet club was like at its prime, if you will. I'm not saying it's not anymore, but if there's any way to like, if you ever wanted someone to go, like if you wanted to show someone like a non-wrestling fan or maybe someone who's not aware of Bullet Club of like the dominant faction they are, that 
picture would probably be the perfect yeah. one to show. Um, so yeah, I that I agree. That's a really good memory. Um, of course, um, technically, okay, okay, this is this is this counts, but um, it's technically sort of not Bullet Club, but the formation of the elite. I know that's technically a different fashion faction, but but they were still technically with Bullet Club. They it was just, a Bullet Club subgroup at the time. Ex- exactly. It was kind of like, I hate to use this as an example, but it's true, but kind of like House of Torture, you know? They're with Bullet Club, but their own, they're their own little subgroup. So, you know, I guess... Hopefully that's done now after well, Don Taku. Well, actually, now that we're talking about it, okay, so I guess just to cut the convo short about... Memories, yes, that's one of my favorite memories. The formation of the elite. Sorry, AJ, but that was awesome. Um, so yeah, I actually wanted so since we're talking about House of Torture right now, I wanted to bring that up. Um, so on Dantaku, at the very end, spoiler warning, sorry, but you know, maybe watch it. <laughs> but um, spoiler warning at the end, JY finally returns to New Japan after being away for like pretty much like almost a year or even over a year. He's been gone a while. He comes back, he, you know, Bullet Club, you know, as they all came together to attack poor Okada. And, you know, Jay was talking about how it's his era and how Bullet Club, you know, and Carl Anderson was talking about how Bullet Club is stronger than ever. I thought, you know, despite Jay White, it was pretty badass to see. I feel like that was like the spark the Bullet Club needed because we were talking about how it's pretty much gone stale before then. I think that's what it needed. But evil, evil was there, right? Evil. Was was he there when they were talking? No, we're I was gonna now. say House of Torture and El Fantasma wasn't there. I don't know if I missed something. Jay said as he was walking back up the ramp, remember, like he was talking to the camera, yeah. saying like, "This is Bullet Club." He said, uh, "And I've got more coming." LP, I yeah. haven't forgot about you. So is that is that Fantasma? Because I wasn't quite LP, sure. I guess that's who he was talking about. But what did he say? Because I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. It's Jay, so I don't care. <laughs> he said, "Yeah." He said, "ELP, I haven't forgot about you." Chris oh. Bay, Chris Bay, haven't forgot about okay, you. Okay, I, re- so, I remember. Okay, I didn't hear LP, but I did remember Chris Bay because you know that's he, he recruited him. Um, so yeah, ELP wasn't there. Um, he wasn't even on the pay per view. But no. you know, I kind of I don't know, man. Like I have a theory, and it's also kind of a hope in a way. But um, you know, he was a tag team, you know, a little sub tag team with Taiji Shimori for a long time. They did the whole world's cutest tag team thing. Well, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember a while back, El Fantasmo said that there was going to be like changes in Bullet Club. You know, he kind of, he was kind of frustrated. I don't know. And he wasn't there. He wasn't there to celebrate everything with Bullet Club. And now Taiji Shimori has a singles run, a singles title run on his own. So I don't know. Maybe El Fantasmo is either maybe going to leave or maybe he's going to start a revolt and maybe he's going to be the next you know, the next Kenny who kicks the leader out, the next Jay who kicks, you know, he's probably like, I'm not saying he's gonna be the next leader, but I feel like he's gonna be the next one to either leave or rebel against Bullet Club. And I don't know, maybe he might team up with Grills of Destiny because they're gone, you know? That's also something to think about, you know, after all the, they've been there since the beginning, no? Well, that's my, yeah, that's my theory. So if you, if you want to go into that, if we- oh, Go ahead, yeah. Yeah. So my theory, as of recording, Gorillas of Destiny are out of Bullet Club. They made a point on Dantaku that every single every single member of the Bullet Club won their title matches. Yeah. Ishimori, Ishimori won the junior heavyweight. Uh, Fale and Chase Owens won the heavyweight. And what was heavyweight the tag titles. Just heavyweight tag fight. titles. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Fale and Chase Owens are the joint heavyweight champion. <laughs> Um, that'd be something. And Juice Robinson against spoiler Juice Robinson joined Bullet Club and attacked. It wasn't so much him joining; it was him that like, why did he, he like? Of course, it was time. Yeah. You see, if there was the Intercontinental title, we could have gone after that person, but it's mm-hmm. so that. So every single they made that point. Every member won their matches and everything. Tamatanga also won his match, the Never Open Weight. So the sentence of all Bullet Club members won titles, yes, they did. Because I think this whole thing with Gorillas of Destiny is a plan of Jay going to the States, 
turning on Gorillas of Destiny to get rid of House of Torture in Japan, which they have now looks like they've done, Jay recruiting in the States and then gaining the trust of the Bucks and Adam Cole using the God Brothers and betraying Tama Tonga and Tangaloa. But once that falls into place, they'll kick the Good Brothers back out, bring back in Grills of Destiny, and that is the, the real Bullet Club, leading to a possible Undisputed Elite versus Bullet Club kind of big match. Yeah, that sounds really, that's a really good theory. It just, it's hard because I'm personally, I'm sorry, I just have too much respect for Kenny. So unless Kenny, when he comes back and for some reason he's on board with all this, fine. I'll accept it. But until then, I'm not really too happy about the Undisputed Elite thing, especially the Bucks, damn traitors. I was like, I was like, they're not going to do it. They didn't look happy. They were emo Bucks and they put on the shirts. I was like, you know what? Traitors. Like, I was like, no, I was, I was pretty upset because I was like, again, I just, you know, they were quick to like, they turned heel. Like, they straight up turned heel because they cared so much about Kenny and they realized that their friendship with Kenny is more important than, you know, so, no offense to Mox, but, you know, teaming up with him because that's who they turned on. So, and, you know, with under Kenny's, like, leader, like, their friendship with Kenny, I guess, means so much to them that he's convinced them to, like, lose the, the tassels. He basically has made them change their, like, that, like, the tassels were a big part of the Bucks. Like, even, like, you know, you know, even when they were, like, heels in Japan and stuff, they still had the tassels. They were still, you know, with, they still had them, basically. So the fact that Kenny can influence them to, like, not only turn heel, but, you know, get rid of the tassels and, like, make this big change. Because I think it's a big change, you know, um, losing the tassels. So, I, you know, the fact that Kenny means enough to them to do that and they have enough trust in him, the fact that they're not, you know, thinking about Kenny in the moment, I'm like, what are you guys doing? You're like, wake up. Like, come on. That's the other thing. Well, I think it's the kind of the hidden story they're telling there. Kenny goes out in kayfabe. I don't know what they're trying to like put it as in kayfabe, why he's gone. I heard rumor has it Kenny's possibly returning at Forbidden Door. I could be wrong. Maybe. Because there is but a he's... rumor, because someone who kind of like, someone I know they're, they're, they're like pretty young, but they, they, they're an independent wrestler and they know some people who work with AEW. So they kind of tell me some stuff like, oh, be on the lookout for like, you know, they kind of spoiled the Hardy Boys for me, which I was like, I don't care. But they basically spoiled that like Jeff was coming to AEW. So they got like in Malachi Black coming to AEW. They kind of tell me stuff about this or like, you know, Brody King. So they said that Kenny is going to return at Forbidden Door, which could happen. It's a very good time for him to come back. But uh, that's storyline wise. K, like, you know, outside of kayfabe, he still needs one more surgery and it's been delayed. I think this is like the second time it's been delayed. So, first of all, Kenny needs to get better first. So, if he can even do that, then we may or may not see him. But yeah. Yeah. But the one, the story I think that kind of they're telling, but they're not actually outright saying, Kenny goes and then Jay comes in and starts to kind of thing of kind of breaking the elite apart from the inside all like teaming with them and being on their side because and you were saying about the books and i'll not listening to kenny kenny the one guy who can get through to the books and tell them what they can and can't do is not here so in terms of bullet club that's the perfect time to kind of Poor Kenny, that's a big. I know he's one. I know we want him to come back as the cleaner, but shit, he's gonna have a lot to clean. He has a big ass mess to clean. I up. still, I still love to just think of the idea that Kenny in real life has no idea that any of this is going on, and he's going to walk back into the locker room and see all of these and go. He's gonna see an undisputed elite shirt on the like in the locker room, and he's gonna like lose his mind. He's gonna yeah. Like, he's gonna he's gonna Hulk out on like everyone, and I don't blame him. Like team Kenny. So I guess we kind of drifted from memories to theories, but that's okay. So is there any other memories or moments in Bullet Club history that you personally were a fan of, maybe not so much a fan of? Anything that you would like to reminisce as we celebrate Bullet Club Day? The back and forth, there was only a small thing, but on New Year's Smash, AW New Year's Smash 2021 last year, after 
Kenny Gallows Anderson and the Bucks did the two sweet in the ring. And they did that, saying, oh, the band is back together, Bullet Club is back. And then Jay returned to New Japan after he quit after Wrestle Kingdom. He comes back and then he does a backstage thing saying, like, this is the real Bullet Club. We're not a cheap ripoff trying to recreate the past and stuff. It was the first kind of Bullet Club versus AEW kind of thing like that happened. Pet versus AEW Bullet Club. Yeah, where I was kind of like, oh, shit's going down. It's starting to begin. The kind of seeds of the Forbidden Door before, I think, before the Forbidden Door was even a thing. I'm not talking about the phrase I'm saying, before people actually start going back and forth. They were like, this is real Bullet Club, and then you had the thing. It was the first kind of... I think that's when... Head it, like, head. I want to say... Sorry. I want to say that's probably when it first started, the whole Forbidden Door thing. I think the Good Brothers were like... Because New Year's Smash... It's already happened, the whole Forbidden Door thing, as far as, like, jumping back and forth. Because, remember, Kenny won the title, and they went to talk about it on Tuesday on Impact. So, and then that's when the Good Brothers started coming to AEW and stuff. So, I think it was during, like... Or not originally meant to be AEW New Japan. Just those two going back and forth was the Forbidden Door. And then they threw an Impact because of Don Gallo's thing. Yeah. So, I don't don't count Impact as the the Forbidden Door. I just see that as another company that they... Country. The Forbidden Door has always been AEW and New Japan. People going back and forth between those. And that was the first kind of, if you want to say, shots fired between the two. With Jay saying that. And, well, and I was kind of like, okay, it's beginning. The kind of thing back and forth with the two. This is where it starts. So that kind of, that memory was good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Because like, I'm trying to think of it as a whole as opposed to like individual or like different like you know with the elite and stuff because well, even though it was Bullet Club and they weren't exactly just the elite yet I'm trying to just stay away from that but like um like because like I'm trying to think about it like I'm trying it's because it's hard to like think about when exactly these things happened I believe it was 2018 that yeah because that's when um I'm trying to put this into words when Kenny lost the U.S. I'm not saying that's my favorite moment, by the way, but when Kenny lost the U.S. title to Jay and then Hangman... Who, who, who did he lose it to? Just say that again. Who did he lose it to? Josh. Anyways, okay. um, he lost it to the guy who killed Bullet Club or almost killed Bullet Club. Neither here or there. Um, because Okay, just because I hate to bring up that moment, but it was... I hate to say it was when that moment, that's when, like, you know, Hangman wanted to challenge him for the title. That's when you could say, like, I guess, because I'm trying to think, when did the Civil War happen? Like, there was, like, the Civil War of the Bullet Club. Was that before, after that? I'm trying to think. I think it was during. The Civil War was the whole Cody thing, wasn't it? Yes. Okay, yeah. So, because Cody came out and did the crossroads to Kenny after that match, so. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so it's because I'm thinking of, I'm mixing thing, this up with another event because, again, it, it's hard to remember when things happen, like during what time sometimes, especially like with a lot of years. So, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. One of the, like that moment, I feel like, I think that's when it really like, you know, showed that like Bullet Club is kind of like, there was like, there was definitely the crack, you know, like a crack in Bullet Club. And I just think that moment kind of like, What's the word? I feel like that really just like reminded people, like it was like a significant like reminder that shit was wrong with the Bullet Club. And then the fact that I guess at the end of the day, they were able, the Bullet Club is still here. And the fact that it overcame even its biggest obstacles, like moments like that, I think that's what made it. I don't know. I just think that's what, like, I think that's a moment that I enjoyed. Also, because we it did end up getting, um, or was Kenny and Hangman before or after that? I think it was after that, right? After, no. When? Uh, it was on Dontaku 2018, I believe. That was, it would have been after then, because Dontaku was May, right? Yes. Or April, yes. May. Also, when you say Civil War, do you mean the thing with Tamatanga? Well, both. I feel like, because I, I, okay, I, I, I know it's not was... officially the Civil War, but I guess technically since it was, like, there was problems within the same group, I just call it that, because, you know, was that not July? Because it was at um, the G1 special, which is usually in July, when they, the firing squad kind of... Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. 
Um, I need to go back and look only because again, I'm mixing things up with different events. So, but I think it was within the same six months. Yeah, for sure. Cause I think I, I want to say, yeah, I think Hangman and Kenny happened before. Cause that is one of my favorite matches. Cause you know, it's two of my favorite people. And I don't know. I just feel like during that time that was like, I always think before, obviously now before AEW 2018 was like Hangman's year in a way. Like I'm not saying, cause I'm not saying they treated him well. Cause you know, he never won singles gold, but I feel like that's when you really got to see Hangman like being, you know, I guess that's when you got, if you didn't see his potential, then I think in 2018, that's when you definitely could have seen it in the bullet club, you know, but that's just me, but. The name of the event now because was it strong? Was it strong? Right, but it's hard to remember like when things happened. Like, was it strong style evolved in LA? Jane Hangman for the US title was a strong style evolved. Why am I? Why am I thinking it was the same event as Kenny and Ibushi against the Bucks? Was it the same thing? It's hard. Sometimes it's hard to remember when shit happens. Like sometimes I forget. Sometimes I even forget what happens like the week before. Like it's, and it doesn't help, especially with New Japan, because they show they're like their weekly shows are like multiple times a week. So you gotta really try and remember like when shit happened, and sometimes it ain't easy. So, oh God, help us, hold on. As title, let's see. Um, hold up. They're not showing me. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Yes, it was um strong style. Strong style evolve. That's when it was. Thank you, Reddit. Um, uh, I'm not gonna say they're best because. They both kind of evolved, but it was Jay and Hangman showing that this is the future of the company. Jay being, if you want to say, the future of New Japan and Hangman at the time, because obviously there was no AEW at the time, but being the future of the company as well. It was these two kind of younger guys showing what they can do. And it was just... And I guess that's why they really didn't do Hangman. But it's hard because isn't Jay like 28 or something? Like, I think he's 27, 28. He, yeah. Basically, he's in his late I need 20s. to check that because it's going to annoy me. If I okay, no, that's fine. But basically, you know, he's in his he's in his late 20s. And, you know, he has won every single, you know, heavyweight singles title in New Japan. And he's not even 30 yet. But Hangman couldn't even win one in... I mean, I guess... Okay, well, because I'm trying to think of the timeline. Because... Hangman's going to be 31 this year. That's 2022. So in 2019, Hangman was like 28 when AEW first started or like the, that the same year it started. 2019, he turned 28. So before then, I guess he was fairly on the young side, but the fact that they couldn't even give him a single singles title, like it still, it still bothers me, especially like I said, in 2018, Hangman showed that, yeah, he is the future. Like he's maybe one of the younger ones, but look, like he's, He's got the potential to, like, you know, be the leader. And I, I'm just glad that now they're finally showcasing that on AEW. I'm pretty sh- I don't know, man. It, it really depends. This is a whole what-if situation. It really depends, like, how you look at it. Because maybe if AEW hadn't happened, first of all, the Bucks and Kenny might be in WWE. But, again, you don't know. But let's say they all stayed in New Japan. Start thinking about that. No, I know, right? But... Basically, like, let's say they had stayed in New Japan and AEW never really happened. Will, would have Hangman gotten the chance that he is been, has been given now in AEW? Or would he still be, like, in the shadows of, like, for example, Cody if he had never left? Or, like, you know, Adam, well, Adam Cole went to NXT, like, never mind. Adam Cole, I think, was out of the question because he was already in NXT at the time. So it doesn't count. But... I mean, like, you know, would he have been given the, like, be the leader, you know, with the heavyweight title? Or would he just be kind of like, I hate to say it, but kind of like the Hiromu Takahashi, where, like, yeah, he's really good, 
but it doesn't seem like they're going to give him the heavyweight title anytime soon. You know, like it's more, you know, as we saw, it's, you know, Shingo Takagi and, you know, before then, you know, it's the leader who's Tetsuya Naito. So I feel like Hangman would probably have never really gotten the chance, you know, especially at the time before allegations like Marty, maybe he would have gotten the singles title. We don't know. It's sort of a what if. So I'm just thinking that maybe or maybe not, he would have been given, you know, the chance that he is given now in AEW. I, if, if they kind of stayed in Japan and AEW wasn't the thing, I think I would have put Hangman as the guy to take Kenny away from the leader and him taking over. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just got a notification from Zoom that the meeting's going to end in 10 minutes. So we're not going to cut it at 10 minutes. Well, we are. But oh, yeah, we're really do. Remaining time, 9 minutes. 30, yeah. okay. When it gets to like a minute, I'll end the call and then we'll just continue on i'll just edit the transition so we can you know, okay I, and that, this has never happened to me but oh well that's okay we'll just keep going but what were you that's strange it is strange i'll cut all uh, this out so don't worry i'll cut all this out i lost my train of thought what was i saying God. um we were talking about oh, hangman. yeah yeah uh, i would have put hangman as the guy to kind of kick henny out of bolikov and him being the lead, sorry, Kenny, well, I love you too. But and I, think I, Kenny up like I could see Hangman as the leader of the Bullet Club with the noose and the, the vest. That's what I was everything. gonna say. I think I'm not saying that babyface hangman in AEW is not good because I fucking love him. I love hangman regardless, but I feel like if hangman's the number one to be the leader, and I feel like kicking someone out is the most heelish thing you can do. So if he, let's say that happens, he is, you know, obviously going to be a heel, especially in Japan. You know, there's no way anyone's going to go against Kenny. Okay. Um, again, like the fact that he had, you know, the noose and, you know, he was a little more, I hate to say it, like, I'll say I'll be nice, like intense, if you will, like aggressive. I feel like he was more like the aggressor, you know? So I feel like that would work better. And if Hangman, ever turns heel in AEW, bring it back maybe? I, maybe this is just me wanting it back so badly, but yeah. I kind of see the kind of the two sides of that, of the char- character wise, it won't look better. But then you also have the thing of he's literally coming out with a rope, hanging people over the ropes. So. That is true, but this, this came into, this turned me like it's a little hangman tangent, I love it. But anyways, any other memories you want to bring up about Bullet Club? I tried to bring up the Civil War, but then I just got mixed in a time loop, because I'm not remembering when certain things happened. This is what happens when you squeeze something in at the last minute, guys. Uh, yeah, actually, this one isn't, this one isn't in New Japan say but it is it is technically a bullet club moment it was in nxt so i don't know if this counts or not <laughs> okay but when styles went to nxt for i can't remember when it was or the kind of the storyline that was going he on basically it was weird because you're well yeah that's the only time i went to nxt but um it's weird because he basically just went to confront grayson waller and basically told him that, yeah, you're good and you're young, but you're not phenomenal. No, no, no. I'm talking about like a, couple, a few years ago. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. When him and, when him and uh, Anderson and Gallows went down as well. Remember, they went for something. I can't remember exactly what I don't remember that, actually. I do not remember that happening. I'll have to find the, the clip and send it I to thought, you. oh, I thought, okay, go on. I did not know they went to NXT, but go on. AJ was in the ring, and then Balor came out. This is when Balor returned to NXT when he went to the main roster and came back to NXT. And he stood on, he stood coming down the ramp and Styles lifted up the two suites and then Balor did the devil thing, the guns pointing at him. And Mauro and Mallow said, Shade of the Land of the Rising Sun. And it was kind of like a cool bullet club moment that wasn't New Japan. I, technically, I guess it does count because it was, you know, reminiscing of bullet club so I'll, I'll count it but i don't remember that happening but then again i really stopped watching nxt for like 
a while he's watching it live so and like it's not one like i hate to say it i have nothing against nxt but it's a show where like if i miss it i'm not too upset like i won't i don't need to go back and watch so i guess that came back to bite me because again i had no i thought you were talking about this year i'm like i don't know what you're talking about but he was like that you're talking about what was going on this year but nope okay um see if i can find the clip and i'll send it to you because it's definitely okay so now i'm going to or we're going to answer some questions that were asked to us on Instagram about our favorite Bullet Club members. And depending on how much time that takes, we may or may not talk about like favorite matches within single like individuals in Bullet Club. But again, we'll just wait and see um, if it would pop up, hold on. There we go, okay. So first question, would you ever like to see AJ Styles versus Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom or for the leader of Bullet Club? So I'm just going to say right off the bat, I don't think either of them need to be the leader of Bullet Club again. I know this is Bullet Club Day, so I guess technically that's why they asked, so it could be about Bullet Club. But I think we just need to see the match, no stipulation of needing to lead the Bullet Club. Yeah, I was going to say that. The match, would we want to see Kenny and AJ at Wrestle Kingdom? Yes, absolutely. But no, it doesn't really need to be for anything. That's just, that's... A match in itself, it doesn't need well, a title. Like, it doesn't that is need the a... definition of a grudge match, right there. That would like that's the ultimate grudge match because you know the reason for this match would be because well we never got it after they kicked AJ out of the Bullet Club, so that's mostly the reason for the match and in the first place. Also because they're both phenomenal com- competitors, so it would be really cool to see. But that's the the big reason, if you will, and also. Um, Especially now with AJ in the WWE, there's, again, there's really no reason that he needs to be the leader of the Bullet Club. He has, like, almost no, not even almost, he has no involvement at all. I know he still does, like, the two suite when he enters the ring sometimes. Like, um, he'll still, like, his gear's still in Japanese. But I think that's just his love for the country, not so much for the Bullet Club. So, so yes, love to see the match. Doesn't need to be for, to hold the title of leader of Bullet Club think, you know, as much as I don't like Jay being the bullet, the leader, you know, if someone's going to kick him out, it should be someone who has not led the bullet club. Um, so do you think there'll be an old bullet club versus new bullet club match one day? And we kind of talked about this. You kind of theorized about it, you know, with the whole theory that Gorilla's Destiny are not actually out of bullet club, which is, it's hard though. Because if you think old Bullet Club, like, they're, they've been there, Girls of Destiny have been there since the beginning, you know? So it's like, would they be considered, because I guess, but I guess new Bullet Club, I guess they mean current, like the current day Bullet Club, so I guess that's in that way. In that regard, okay, then they would be like with, you know, Jay White, you know, Taiji Shimori, El Fantasma, Kenta. But yeah, I would love to see old Bullet Club really meaning like Kenny, the Bucks, and because it gets technically old Bullet Club, Adam Cole, I'm not really happy with him right now, but, um, and I would want Hangman to join them if they were to do a match, because he was in the Bullet Club, and I think he had a lot of involvement, so I would want him there. It depends on how many people also, like, how many well, how many men are going to be competing. It's going to be, like, five on five, or, you know, you know, three on three, depending on what the match would be. I would want, you know, I would assume five on five, but I could, I don't know. There's a, there's also a lot more room for different members to compete. That makes sense. Yeah, I think they could do, if they were going to do a five on five, they could do Kenny, the Bucks, Cole, and Hangman against J, G-O-D, Taiji. And Kenta. And Kenta. There you go. There's, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. You don't want House of Torture in the match? (laughs) Next. (laughs) Okay, so do you think it'll happen? I think so. I think that's kind of what's going in the works. But who exactly is going to be representing which side? That has yet to be determined. And there's so many theories and there's so many ways that this could go. But, you know, again, we're kind of on a time crunch, so we're not going into that. Um, next one, it's not really a question, but it does have to do with Bullet Club, so I'm just gonna say it for our own thoughts and opinions. 
Chase Owens is finally a champion, I heard. And yes, he is. We mentioned earlier that he won. He is one half of the IWGP heavyweight tag team champions with um, blanking on the name. Um, Bad Luck Fale. Yes, Bad Luck Fale. Um, I just hit the freaking mic. Um, yes, he, Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens are the current champions they just won at Wrestling Dontaku. So... Yeah, Chase Owens, well, I guess he, he, I mean, he has the Texas Heavyweight Championship, but that's not, I, that's not New Japan, so I guess technically, yes, he has gold in New Japan, so, um, thoughts, I mean, I think well-deserved, I think, you know, it's a good start, I know he's been going after the, the U.S. title, and he, it seemed like he was gonna go, officially go after it, because he confronted Tana first, but then Juice Robinson joined, so, Obviously, that's not gonna happen. Well, because he's like, oh, I already have gold, so I mean, he's 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 content with what he has. So. Yeah, he's gonna. He's he looks like he's gonna do well anyway. The heavy the heavyweight tag titles is a good kind of force title. All right, sorry, just my mom texted me. Okay, um, sorry. Okay, so favorite match that they've had. I said this earlier that it's hard or I don't even think we're recording. I don't no, I don't think we were recording yet. This, but I was talking to Daniel about this earlier before we started recording, I believe, that um it's hard to distinguish like matches because like, you know, yeah, they're bullet club as a group, but they had a lot of matches where like, you know, the Bucks had their own matches, Kenny had his own matches, Hangman, Cody, they've all had their own matches. So I guess if you want to talk about favorite matches that you're like a member that you know from any member of Bullet Club, I'll let you have that. Do you want to do like maybe just fire off three quick matches with three different members? So you're kind of covering. Sure. So I'll go with Kenny Ishii for the US title for the first ever US champion, in the G1 special. That's one of mine. Okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, that was magic. Um, I'm going to look up the exact date because I'm not going to make a fool of myself again. But go on. Oh, wait. Never mind. I remember. Okay, go on, though. If you saw Jay against Alex Shelley on yes. Impact Sacrifice, that was... These two... I uh, have known each other for years. They were... I think they were living together when they were young lions. So... They know each other so well, and that just showed throughout the whole match. They know exactly like how to work with each other, how to put on a performance, and it was just brilliant start to finish. The, as it got towards the end, the action just did not stop. And it was a thing of like Jay coming to impact, and he was kind of beating everyone and everything. But there was a moment where you thought he could actually lose this. Shelley could beat him here, but obviously Blade Runner, and he Jay wins, but yeah, if you haven't seen Jay White versus Alex Shelley at Impact Sacrifice, go and watch it. It was great. Um that's two, the, one more. What was was there another team in it that when the Bucks won the heavyweight tag titles at Dominion 2018? It was them against God, wasn't it? Or am I remembering wrong? I believe so. Um, let me look it up really quick. I, I want to say why. yes, though. Yeah, I don't know why. I have a thing in my head. It was Gorillas of Destiny and Evil and Sonata. It was a three-way. Let's see. Well, hold on. I have... Let's see. Hold on. Hold up. Because I actually have the card. Uh... Oh! If you're talking about Dominion 2018, it was just Bucks versus um, Evil and Sonata. So I don't know if that's the one you're talking about or if you yeah, want that's to. What I, was okay. about. I knew Evil and Sonata were in there somewhere. Yeah, when the Bucks won the heavyweight tag titles, that was that was a great match. Um, yeah. Okay, so, okay, just try, I need to try and remember to keep it different members, but okay. Um, okay, but so I'm going to go with Omega, but since you took <laughs> Omega versus Ishii, I'm just going to say um, Omega versus Naito, both G1s, like both G1 26 and 27, because those were both absolutely incredible. You know, 
both again their their in-ring chemistry is just amazing the two of them and i think you know i know some people like ask you know ask me or sometimes they ask brooke like oh if you know if you like any kenny matches i should watch in new japan I'd do, those two other than the Oka- like outside of the okada matches those two are usually the ones that i would go watch if i want to watch a good ass kenny match in new japan except i actually haven't watched a kenny match since he since full gear i haven't i haven't found myself to watch it because i know i'm just gonna cry so i don't um so i have not watched talking about the okada match there's so many others that we could oh that we, we could, could go we could to dedicate a whole like part yeah. of the episode if we wanted to, to just the kenny matches but yeah honorable mentions that. very quick honorable mentions deva and okada for the heavyweight title i can't remember what show it was and styles okada for the heavyweight title uh dontaku 2014 that was two honorable mentions oh dang it because okay because now i wanted to say kenny when he won the junior heavyweight title but that's okay i'll just i'll just give that an honorable mention because i already said the one with naito um okay so okay okay i want to say technically it counts because you know bullet club it does you know and but Bucks versus, I know they weren't world's cutest tag team, like, named that at the time, but um, world's cutest tag team at PWG. Um, I don't know if you've seen that match. It is it is really good. Um, probably on the more underrated side, because, again, it was on PWG, not as popular, which is pretty unfortunate, but I it's one of the matches that I went back and watched, because, again, I don't really watch PWG, but really good match, so there's the Bucks. And um, last one, I'm going with um, Hangman versus Minoru Suzuki at the G1. It was a big win for Hangman. That's probably one of Hangman's biggest wins in New Japan, as sad as it is. Because, again, you never won a title, so you can't really say, oh, when Hangman won this title, because he didn't. So, but, like, you know, he beat, you know, he beat the king. He beat Minoru Suzuki in the G1. You know, I think... As sad as it is, Hangman was probably the one that everyone thought was going to lose. Like, oh, it's just a, like a freebie for Suzuki. But no, and it was a really good match. So that one will always hold a special place in my heart because, you know, really good. And again, that's it happened in 2018, I believe. If I remember correctly, I believe it was 2018 because like that's the year of Hangman in New Japan. I believe that was Hangman's year. It's where you really saw his potential. And I believe that match happened then if i remember correctly i want to say yes because i don't think i think 2017 was too soon i think he was, was well was kenny the heavyweight champ when this match happened i don't remember i want usually being july august kenny won the title in june so if it was in 2018 then yes and I want to say it was 2018. I want to say that, yes, it was. Because I think it was obviously 2019 impossible because, you know, AW was already, you know, it was already, AW existed in 2019. And then 20, I think 2017 was just too early. I, I So I want to say yes, 2018. You answered the next thing. I'll just check New Japan World just to see. Yeah. You, okay. So next question um favorite member okay so i'm gonna do um past be interesting i'm gonna shush i'm gonna do past and current so and okay i'm just gonna say right off the bat um new japan bullet club okay like don't like it like adam cole right now like current adam cole bucks um good brothers okay good brothers do count because technically they're with them but yeah like undisputed elite and stuff that doesn't count I don't, I don't think you were going to say them anyway, but I just wanted to like let everyone know that we're not counting them as current. But past, again, I, it's hard because obviously Kenny holds a very special place in my heart, but I've always loved Hangman. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story. I've watched Hangman a long time because I would watch him like at this Mexican restaurant every Sunday, almost every Sunday we would go to this Mexican restaurant and they would play Ring of Honor television. So before Hangman was even in Bullet Club, I would watch him because he just happened to be on. And then, like, I was like, oh, this dude's cool and stuff. Didn't think much of him until I started seeing him more. And then when he joined Bullet Club, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like, I've seen him somewhere. And then I go back and check. It was the same guy I would watch on TV almost every Sunday at a Mexican restaurant. So I guess little things like that is where Hangman really just 
holds an extra special place in my heart. So I'm giving it to Hangman. I thought he was cool. Again, he was really aggressive and I loved the whole rope situation. Like on that being the elite episode where he's like, oh, I got it. Let's play Hangman. And he brings out the news and they're like, whoa, what? And he's like, no. And then he pulls out the paper. Like I'm talking about like the game. So yeah, I've always loved Hangman, Bullet Club, before Bullet Club. So because of that, he is my favorite member. Shortly followed by Kenny though, I will say that. So yeah, that's who my favorite member is in the past. Currently, it's hard. <laughs> currently it's a little hard because you know, I hate the leadership they're under, but that doesn't mean that I have to like the leader. Um, I really like El Phantasmo. Um, El Phantasmo, I think, is really talented. And he looks a lot younger than he is. The dude does not look like he's 34, okay? I Googled it today. He is 34. And I did not realize that he was. I was like, what the hell? I thought, because I was like, he could be the next leader because he's the next, because I thought he was young enough. No, he's not. Well, not that he's not young enough, but the fact is he's not even younger than Jay White. So crazy, but... So yeah, I guess I'll give it to El Phantasmo. If not, you know, Kenta, really talented, you know. Kenta, can't go wrong with Kenta. You know, he had a hell of a match with Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. Never forget that. So yeah, I guess it'll be between El Phantasmo and Kenta, current members. Pass, I'm gonna have to go with. Damn it. Makes a lot of sense. You yeah, like cause, him. and it's not like, it's not only just because, you know, he's no, Irish as well, but he's one of the most underrated wrestlers I think I've ever seen. Because when you talk about the best wrestler in the world category, you throw people up there with like Okada, Kenny, Ibushi, all these guys. But I think Devitt Potter, whatever you want, however you want to call him, he would be, in my opinion, in the conversation. Because since his New Japan days to now, he's just heaps of talent. And he was the perfect kind of gaijin to start a all-heel faction rebelling against the office of New Japan. It was perfect. That was like the perfect rebellion. Yeah, so Deva, favourite past. Uh, current. I mean, <laughs> I think we all know. I wonder, it's the crap on your wall, isn't it? So, yeah. But he would be my favorite current Switchblade J White. However, because that's the obvious answer, I'm going to give it to someone else just for the thing of this conversation. Taiji Ishimori, another guy with heaps of talent, just junior heavyweight title, let him hold it for a year. Like that, he could do great things with that, just as a dominant junior heavyweight champion. So, Taiji Ishimori, favorite current, past Devon. Also, yes, it was 2018, the Hangman. Oh, I, I knew it. Again, I just, again, 2017 was just way too early, I feel like. I, but anyways. Um, okay, just to quickly like add in. Um, I was going to go somewhere with this. Um, it was about the members, but... I'm blinking, so never mind. I was, oh, just really quick. Favorite leader. Like, because let me guess, it's stuck between Switchblade and Devit, right? Well, for me, it's between Kenny and AJ, so. Okay. Because there's only five of them, because I'm not counting Cody as a leader. He was, okay, only, he was never a leader. I guess. Because there's only Oh no, four then technically if you're not counting thing. So because it's four, I'm just gonna rank them from like my favorite to thing. However, it might be a surprising list. Devin, Kenny, J, AJ. Wow, what do you got against Bellum? And I'm only ranking Kenny above Jay because it was Kenny who was the leader when I first discovered the Bullet Club and New Japan and stuff like that. So that's like you were saying, kind of his special kind of that makes thing. Sense. But I have to go, I have to go with my my Irish guy for my top leader. Okay. Um also I don't give a shit what people say or what it says, like if you look it up, I don't give a shit. Cody is not the leader. He was never the leader. Like, no, I like, I, I'm like, I can't even speak about it. 
he was like, no, no, he's not a leader, okay? When you think of the leaders, again, you think of the four we just talked about, okay? But I guess that means I have to rank them as well. This is hard because is I don't... So many on there that you'd be like, I don't rank him over him. Actually, no, well, dude, like, it's yeah, a Yeah, I guess kind it, of... it, again, and like, I'm, I, again, for this, for this reason, I'm going to be unbiased, okay? Despite my opinion. But that's, it's, at the end of the day, it is still very hard because I don't want to, like, I don't mean any disrespect, especially if, like, you know, you have your reasons, like, oh, that's, like, you know, like, if I say a specific ranking, I don't want you to think that I firmly believe that it's like that. I just think, like, this is just what I think, okay? So don't take it too personally. Not just, I'm not talking to you, Daniel. I'm just talking about it. Because I know you probably will get a, anyway. <laughs> okay, so it's hard. Um... Okay, so I think I got my ranking. I'm going to put it's hard because, again, no disrespect to David because he is the reason Bullet Club even happened, and I madly respect him. He has loads of talent, and perf- I couldn't think of and a better first leader than David, but I'm going to have to go with Kenny as number one, and here's why. Um, he wasn't the leader when I started watching Bullet Club, um, but – he, I believe, like revolutionized the next chapter that he started with Bullet Club. And that, of course, that next chapter being with the elite. Um, I think, and Kenny is the one that I believe, like I, people could probably disagree and say it was AJ, which I mean, fair enough. But I personally think Kenny was the one who put Bullet Club outside of the Japanese map. I think Kenny's the one who brought bullet club's name to north america i think it's what popularized it and you know i think kenny under kenny's leadership you know and i know a big part of that has to do with this feud with jericho because a lot of american fans tuned in or a lot of north american fans tuned in to you know witness kenny omega versus jericho i think that and that's what brought more eyes to new japan but even before then I think Kenny just really played a role. He's just, he's always, he's one of the best. He's a really good leader. And I just think that like, again, I just think he revolutionized Bullet Club. Like, I feel like, I'm not saying it was stagnant with like AJ, but I feel like it was, it was there. It was good, but Kenny made it better. Like he took this leadership role and he ran the fucking hell with it. He took it and ran and he did the best that he could do with Bullet Club. And, you know, until Jay took over, I think Kenny really, like, I'm not saying Jay can't handle it, because, again, I'm being unbiased. If, like, I was really being, if I was being honest, I'd go off right now. But that being said, he handed Jay, and I'm not saying this just because it's Jay. It could be anybody who was, like, the leader. It could have been anyone else who took leadership after Kenny. That is a big load to try and maintain. Like, that is a, like, you know, this very popular faction that Kenny made, like, that Kenny revolutionized, that Kenny made, I feel like, the best it could be at the, in that moment. I feel like, you know, no one could do it better than the way Kenny did. I feel like if it was anyone else, it probably would not have been done the same, or it probably would not have been done as well. So that's why I'm putting Kenny at number one. And because I'm going to cheat a little, I'll just, and to be nice... I'll put the other three as a tie underneath because I don't feel like going any deeper. Um, Kenny was already hard to explain my thoughts and opinions. Again, like I said, we're kind of on a time crunch also. But yeah, and again, just to show that I'm unbiased and it's not just because I hate Jay White, okay? So he'll be a tie with the other three. <laughs> and I will I would state specific reasons, but I'm not going to. Because, again, I can just go really deep into, like, how I feel about each one and what they did for the group and how they're doing or how they did. But I'm not going to because, again, we're on a time crunch. But, yeah, just to keep it respectful, (laughs) mostly because of Jay, and to prevent myself from having to choose and explain myself, I'll just do the other three a tie. Kenny is the best, in my opinion, so I'll keep it there. So, next question. Pretty good one because it just happened. How do you feel about Juice being in the Bullet Club, Daniel? Interesting. I'm not going to lie. I was never the biggest Juice Robinson guy. 
I mean, I get it. Like, I'm not saying, like, I don't like the guy or that I think he yeah. sucks, but I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, he's just one of those guys where are just like, he's there, so yeah. like, it's cool, whatever. Yeah, I was never his biggest fan. I briefly, and I say very briefly, I said hi to him once at uh, OTT, the Irish promotion here. I went to one of their shows in 2018, and he was at it. He was actually wrestling Ishii. And I bumped into him backstage and I just said hi and everything. But people always look at mid-carders in New Japan and don't put them up with the kind of main eventers. He's one of the guys that I wouldn't put up with, like the likes of Okada or Tana or Jay. But he's a great... I don't even know if this makes sense, but he's he's a great top mid carder. I know, sense. and I I get I come I completely understand where you're coming from. I think people have completely took the term mid carder and made it something bad. Like I'm sorry, but maybe you're just not a name or like a talent that's big enough to be in the main event picture. That's okay if you're still able able to be in the mid card. That's okay. That means you're halfway there. Like be like make this a glass half full situation. You're almost there. Maybe you're not quite prepared yet, or maybe you'll never be prepared. I'm sorry. But, you know, if you're not one of those big names you could see, you know, especially when, especially in New Japan, think about, like, I always use Okada's, like, like, I know I love Tanahashi, but I always use Okada as, like, the standard. Like, if you can put someone in Okada's shoes and let them lead the locker room the way Okada does as, you know, like, the leader and as the champion then if you can even see that in a little bit, then I think you have what it takes to be in the main event picture and you can slowly build your way up there. But, and again, I know it's kind of a demanding standard, but again, you have the likes of Okada there. He's still there. He's not going anywhere. He's still healthy. He's still pretty like young. He's not going anywhere and he's one of the best and he's already done so much. And we're, we have so much left like to see from him. So I feel like, at least in New Japan, if you can be at the stand, meet the standards of Okada, then I think you can do it. But again, I just don't really see Juice Robinson being that person. Nothing against him, which is why I think it's perfect that he went after the U.S. title. Because, you know, it's a, it's a mid-card title, but again, it could be a really good start for him, you know, especially as the newest member of Bullet Club. I know, like, people were talking about, like, it was a big shock. I thought so, too. I thought Juice Robinson, like, this was probably the one of the last people I expected to join Bullet Club, but I'm not against it. I'm not, like, saying, oh, my God, this is dumb. He, does, he shouldn't be there. I'm like, you know what? Like, I, it's one of the first times that I'm like, okay, I can, like, I'll, I'll hang. Like, I'm not, I don't need to be even give, like, oh, just give it a chance and maybe you'll change your mind. It's never one on one of those situations. I'm like, I think I'm here for it from the beginning. So I'm just ready to see what they're going to do with him. Um, of course, I had to nitpick that, like, um, I'm like, dude, like, what is this dude doing dressing like Heyman, okay? Like, he got the belt, he got the boots, he got the jeans. I'm like, dude, you're one rope away from being Hangman, okay? Like, calm as but no. That's, that's, a quote. that's a quote. You're one rope away from being Hangman. He basically, I was like, what is this dude? Like, I was like, what? But, again, it was not that deep. I was only joking when I called him a wannabe Hangman. I was only joking um i really don't care um yeah if he's yeah. gonna stay in the mid card scene then yeah i'm looking forward to seeing yeah, what it of, leads to yeah and i think and that's the thing like i'm gonna go off on a side tangent really quick because we're on the topic of uh, mid carders on it you want to know who i see i'm not and it's not jay but that's why i'm it's kind of on a, off to the side but you know who i see that like top mid carter like, honestly, despite my, uh, like, my opinion of this person, I hate to say it, but Cody. Cody, I feel like he thinks he's main event material. But again, if you measure him up to, like, the likes of Okada, like, when he was in New Japan, not even close. Like, or when you put, even, like, I know he probably wanted to try, um, I guess, hence the reason with the whole Bullet Club Civil War thing, but, um, where he was not the leader, by the way, never a leader, no, but um, where he tried to measure up to Kenny. I'm like, you're trying to measure up to Kenny fucking Omega in New Japan Pro Wrestling? I don't think so. Like, 
that is like if Kenny was still in New Japan or at the time, Kenny was also that standard. Like I think Kenny and Okada were like the two that they were, they were like tier one, if you will, of New Japan. And so apostles of New Japan, if you want to basically, yeah. Um, we have 10 minutes again, so um, we're gonna try and wrap this up fast. But yeah, so basically, Cody is just a mid-carder, top mid-carder, but he thinks he's better, and I don't, I don't see it. But, and I think a lot of people don't see it either. But that's neither here nor there. Okay. Um, last question, and because again, like I said, we're on the time crunch, and the meeting's about to end on us, and we only have ten minutes. We'll just do this question, and then we'll just do some final thoughts, and then we'll cut it. But yeah, um, AJ versus. AJ versus Kenny versus Prince Davit, who wins? That's the last question. I think it was a really good last question. So um, I'm gonna have to be loyal again. That I'm just trying to picture how like that match would be madness. <laughs> That would but be- in in the best way possible. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with the the rock and roller. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. I'm gonna go with my fellow southerner. I'm going with AJ. I just feel like it's gonna be that type of match where I think AJ is probably the least predicted to win. Like if you did a poll, like who would win? I feel like AJ would not, not because like no one likes him, but I feel like out of out of the other two, he would probably have the least amount of votes. So because of that, I, I think he would like surprise everyone. I think that would be, and it's weird because like, when you see an upset, it's just because you didn't expect it. It's not because people are upset about it, but I think it would be a massive upset. I think if AJ came out with the win, again, I think he's the underdog in the situation. If that was, you know, the case. Um, you know, because again, you have Kenny fucking Omega, he's the belt collector. He, you know, he kicked AJ out of the Bullet Club. So Finn was the one who started Bullet Club, and really AJ only took over because Finn was leaving. So I feel like it would be a way for AJ to really prove himself. Like, look, I was a leader too, but I was a fucking good ass leader. So yeah. And I'm got to rep my fellow Southerner. So yeah, I'll go with AJ. So final thoughts it's Bullet Club Day. Um, as of recording, it is not, but there is going to be a sale on Pro Wrestling Tees for Bullet Club Day. Are you gonna are you gonna splurge? Are you gonna buy? To indulge, yes. I might see it says it says fifteen retired shorts coming back. So but are I'm they just to gonna see. bring back the same ones as last year? Because that's what I'm thinking. Because if they did, I only wanted the Kenny the cleaner, the kind of the original cleaner. Yeah, that one. And the original Bullet Club short, the kind of green, the Devon, uh, yeah, the, the first one. Yeah, those are the two I got on the sale last year when they came back. Those are the two I really wanted. Um, if they're doing the same again this year, I don't know. I might pick up the Kenny, the Terminator Bullet Club. With the I hope they have that one. If they do, first of all, if they if they have the three shirts that I want, I'm gonna be so broke because I'm gonna try. Well, first of all, I have okay. I had the headband giveaway, so I need to buy a headband. But then I told Brooke and Jayla I'd make them one, so I'm like, might as well buy it then. So I have three headbands I need to get. I want the Thunder Rosa Street Fighter shirt. Those with shipping and all and tax is going to be like 50 bucks. And then if the three shirts that I want are there, I'm going to be so broke. Because I want the other Hangman shirt, because I, I have the rope one, but I don't have the bandana one. I want the Terminator Kenny shirt. And then I want the Young Bucks Bull. I have... This one, the first Bullet Club shirt, and the Super Kick Club shirt. I don't have the green-orange headband one. Like, you know, the headband seeds, like, blue. and I need the green-orange-white headband Bullet Club Buck shirt. That's the only one I'm missing. So I want to complete the collection with those. Yeah, I have the, the blue, the kind of purple and yellow headband books. Yeah, that's, like, the first one. That's, like, the original. Yeah, that one, the Super Kick Club, and... The golden box. Oh, one. see, so we need we both yeah, need the so last one. So we both need the, the last one. I also got now that you just reminded me of it, I also got the ban, bandana hangman yeah. bullet shirt yeah, last year as well. We're about the same on bullet club shirts, except I don't own any J shirts because I want to save my money. Just kidding. also just something you said there earlier, uh Kenny being the belt collector. I'm offended. Okay. 
the real Bell Collector is the first, the first Grand Slam champion, okay? The guy who single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden. Don't, don't just say what he said, okay? The last rock and roller, the number one asset in all of pro wrestling. You know what, Daniel? Yeah, you know what? Uh, you just you just changed my ranking. No, I'm just kidding. Bullet Club leader. No, uh, Cody is going up before Jay. Cody's no. the best leader. Cody's the Cody's best the leader best we've ever leader. had. No, said no He's one. He's the ever. best wrestler in New Japan. No, said no one um, ever. Said no one ever. And no. you know what stinks? So sorry. It's just because when you bring up Cody, I just I don't know. I just get so triggered, and I have so much to say. But like, it's so. I feel like shitty that he was so, you know, willing to leave back to WWE because he would not have made it, or maybe he would have, I don't know, but um, there's a chance he would not have made it in the Indies had Kevin Owens not texted the Bucks and asked the Bucks to take care of Kenny when he left WWE. So really, Cody, you have the Bucks and Kevin Owens to thank for the reason you have some sort of relevancy because you know what? You would still be fucking stardust. If it weren't for them. So I'll say thank you for you. But anyways, okay, Daniel, we have like three or four minutes left. Quickly tell the people where you can find you, where they can find you. Instagram at unscripted paradigm. Okay. On Instagram, did you say or did you say anywhere else? Okay. Um, really quick. Okay, so if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Y2Garcia with an underscore. If there's no underscore, it's not me. Um, I'm trying to find, sorry, my little script to, so I know what to say. There we go, okay. Um, yeah, and you can, that mistake has been made before, so make sure to add the underscore. Um, you can- I to ask you this the last two times you recorded this and I kept going in like, how many times have people actually made that mistake where you Honestly, have to say like, it? Twice, <laughs> I'm being okay. But, okay. That's still enough. Yeah, so anyways, um, okay, so I'm gonna try and make this quick because I have two minutes. Mm-hmm. You can follow Katie on Twitter at katierasslin13 for the link tree at her bio for all things Sheely Showcase, where we actually have fucking merch now, so you can go check out our merch. We have a shirt, so go check it out. Um, you can check us out every Thursday, usually, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash Showcase. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We want that custom URL. And if you want the audio version of this podcast or any of the other podcasts that we do, like Inside the Mind of, um, in the crowd, our regular Sheely Showcase episode, or this podcast, the New Japan Takeover, you can go to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, where all things Sheely is there. Um, and yeah. Oh, and also, really quick, shout out to Heel Tactics Justin, where he is the, the mad genius behind all the music that has gone into Sheely Showcase. Without him, we would have no badass music for our shows. And if it weren't for him, we would probably still be struggling to find music and we'd be probably using royalty-free crap. So thank you, Justin. Go check him out at Heel Tactics. And yeah, I think that is it. Thank you so much, Daniel, for joining me. And I'm just gonna really quick, just bye, peace. I gotta end this quick. And too sweet, yeah, too sweet.